Hello and welcome to the Faith and Fringe podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Whitmire, and this is episode one, God, Creativity, and Risks. In today's episode, I wanted to give you guys a chance to get to know a little bit about who I am, where I come from, how we got here, and why am I even starting a podcast. Let's go. Here we are, guys. Episode one of the Faith and Fringe podcast, and I could not be more excited to share this with you guys. This is a dream and a vision that I've had in my heart and in my mind for quite some time, and I just, it wouldn't go away. I would wrestle with it. I would consider it. I would pick it back up. I would put it back down, but it just seemed to always come back up. And you know, I think that's something that we need to pay attention to in our lives when there seems to be this dream or this vision that sits with us and doesn't go away easily, pay attention to that. There could be something there. And I think for me, this was the thing that I needed to say yes to. So here we are. I've said yes. So what is the Faith and Fringe podcast? Well, I think the title should hopefully give away some of what you could expect and what we would get into on this show. But let me break it down for you a little bit. So the first part of this being faith, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, guys. This show is going to come with a biblical worldview, but please don't let that turn you away. All right. I'm just being open and honest with you with where I'm coming from. So we're going to talk about a lot of things that you may or may not hear on a Sunday to Sunday basis. And that's okay. You know, some things are better placed in a small group for discussion. Some things, you know, you discuss openly with your family or friends or people that are close to you. And I think that this is a setting that really fits the kind of things that we're going to talk about, you know, concepts in your Bible that might be a little bit weird and they might be a little bit strange. We're not going to shy away from those. We are definitely going to go down those rabbit trails. The other side of this, you know, fringe. Okay. That's going to be a pretty wide net and honestly still applies to a lot of the theology and concepts that we would end up talking about, but it also you know, blends well and dovetails over into the world with experiences that people have, you know, creatures that some people are encountering, you know, the wild, the strange, the paranormal, uh, and you know, things of that nature. So it's going to be a blend of those two. It's not quite a Bible study and it's not just about, you know, creatures and the supernatural and the paranormal It's somewhere in between, you know, but I think the anchor will always be a little bit more in the biblical side of things, you know, but it could also be life that happens around a life of faith, you know, not just necessarily the paranormal and the weird and the strange, but the day-to-day, what people's stories are, maybe some things that people need to share and need to talk about that also maybe don't fit the Sunday environment or the small group environment. This is a very open forum, okay? This is a place for discussion. There's going to be things here that you probably aren't going to like, you may disagree with, but that's okay. That's completely okay. Let's just always, let's stay nice. Let's be nice, okay? But let's have a discussion. Let's open these things up. And that's really my passion is that we start 
talking about these things a bit more, that we normalize some of the things that are marginalized and we place what I think would be an appropriate emphasis on some of these things. So let's get into a little bit of my background, who I am and where I come from. Like I said, my name is Kirk Whitmire. I am a human raised by humans. That could be important. I'm a husband, a father of two, a brother, a son. I'm a bit of a nerd. I love all things epic and fantasy. I'm a gamer well beyond the acceptable age. And I'm a connoisseur of coffee. I can't live without coffee, at least not right now. Uh, I grew up in the southeastern U.S. and I call the illustrious Athens, Georgia, my home. Uh, I would consider myself a creative, obviously. Uh, My first love as a kid was really drawing. Uh, I would always get into drawing dinosaurs, comic book heroes, fantasy creatures, uh, you know, all these things frequented the pages of my notebooks, my sketchbooks. Uh, I was convinced I would actually grow up to become a Disney animator. I remember I, I went to Disney gasp for a trip in fifth grade and I actually got to see them animating the lion King. At that point I was like, this is it. I'm going to be an animator There's no looking back. Before that, I guess I wanted to be a paleontologist because, like I said, I was a nerd. But here I was. I was in love. So I drew a lot. And that was a hobby that still really sticks to me to this day. Uh, After that, in eighth grade, I remember I started playing music around the age of 13. You discover grunge rock and all of a sudden you want to be in a band and you want to play guitar. And so that's what happened to me. Uh, And I developed that passion around that time. And it really has stuck with me to this day. Music is still something that I love deeply and I connect with deeply and I will always interact with on some level in my life. So being from the South, you know, I grew up in the faith. I was basically born into the faith. I come from a multi-generational family of faith. My parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, anyone that I ever knew went to church and was born and raised in church. So that's something that really goes back quite a ways, you know, in my family and in my history. So being from the South, I did grow up Baptist. Uh, We went to a small, very small, actually, country church, you know, which could get a lot of judgment from some people. But honestly, I'm extremely thankful for this experience. I had such a tight knit community of people and faith that surrounded me. I mean, these are people that you did life with, you know, we would see each other three, four times a week. I mean, unless it's revival week, then you see them every night a week, sometimes twice a day, you know, that's, that's how you throw down in the country Baptist church. And so, you know, some people might've referred to it as Baptocostal, even though it was no, not even Pentecostal in the sense, but we just got a little, a little more free, you know, it it wasn't like the harshest place, you know, but I do remember the drama of adding a drum set and what that caused. So take that with a grain of salt, but the community, the people, I am so grateful to have grown up in a scenario where you really, honestly, church felt more like the small group in some ways, not in the sense that like it was clicky, but that everyone interacted with everybody, you know, and some of the larger church and I go to a large church now, so this is not a knock on that side of things either. Both of these things are fantastic. Um, it was really great. It felt like an extended family, you know, so a lot of people have a lot of trauma that they grew up with, uh, especially in the South and church and how those things impacted their life. And those are things that 
we will discuss on this show and I want to bring to light. But for me personally, I had a great experience. A lot of my friends had great experiences too. You know, I'm again, grateful for the way that I grew up. Uh, but yeah, so I went to church all through my life until about the age of 18. Uh, when I graduated high school and really the whole music band idea took over, I moved out from my house uh, into a house with some friends that I played in a band with. And it was at this point in my life that I stopped going to church, but I never really let go of my faith. My faith stayed with me. I never stopped believing in God or questioning God or anything like that. I just kind of did life the way that I wanted to do life. Um, for a period up until about 22 years old, you know, you can fill in the blanks and maybe we'll, we'll color out this picture a little bit more, uh, when we have more time, but you know, I just kind of cast off the ideas, cast off the chains and, you know, did life in a way that a super wise 18 year old would do life. Right. But that's okay. Again, these are experiences that shaped me and things that I learned. Um, by the time I was 21, though, something happened in my life that really began to turn the tide. Uh, and that event was losing my mother to cancer. Uh, she struggled with cancer on and off for, you know, two, a little over two years. And eventually it got her. And my mom passed away when I was 21 years old. Actually, it was just a few days after my 21st birthday. And this began to awaken things in me and that faith that never left me began to draw me, began to pull me away from the life that I was living. And I began to be hungry for that significance and that meaning once again. So I remember at age 21, oddly enough, I, I went to church again with the pastor that was the pastor of the small Baptist church that I grew up in. Uh, now he was at what we would call a spirit filled non-denominational church. Again, if that's something that is causing you to hit, Nope, I'm out. That's okay. Again, it's okay, but this is my story. So this church was a much different environment to what I grew up in. And like I said, we weren't exactly rigid in my church, but this was, this was a lot more expressive than even I was used to. But you know, what was unique about this is there was something about these services that you could tangibly feel at the time. I didn't know what it was. Hindsight, I have a little more of an idea, but I literally, I took a friend with me to one of the services. Like, you got to come check this out. And I remember during one of the uh, moments of worship, I could literally feel tingles in my teeth because things were so thick in this place. I, I mean, I've never felt tingles in my teeth. Like what? It wasn't just there, but it was so all around me that it was even permeating my teeth, which is just amazing. You know, and I remember it was during this time of my life that really the shift and the change and the pivot happened. And this is when I would say that I encountered God on a personal level for the first time in my life. Um, I remember going up and being prayed for and, you know, just a quick summarization of, of the experience. Uh, I'm up front, I'm being prayed for pastor comes by and prays for me. Nothing 
dramatic happened, you guys. It wasn't like, it was just a simple, gentle prayer, you know, but nothing happened. And I just stood there. I don't know what to do. I just stood there. And the pastor kept going on down the line and he makes his way back to me and he says something I never forget. He says, uh, you know, it says that the spirit of God is the breath of God. Just breathe him in. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I just started breathing in. And the best way that I can describe this is like, imagine that I am an empty cup and you start pouring something into that cup, starting from my feet that tingle that I felt in my teeth a few weeks before began at my toes, work its way up my feet. And, you know, it's funny because it, it, as it got up towards like my legs, like where my hands were hanging down, I started to feel it in my hands. So it was like my, my fingertips were going into the same like substance at the same time as it was coming through my legs. If that makes sense. It's like I was being dipped into something. Uh, but obviously I'm just standing there. I'm not like the, the, the way the sensation is working and this tingle goes, it continues and all the way up through my head. Um, I'm, I'm kind of shaking just because I'm so excited. Like I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And so I just kind of stand there and I'm like, what was that? And that's when everything changed for me. So we can debate this experience. And I would love to hear about some of your experiences. Uh, If you've ever had, you know, what I would call God encounters, let's talk about them. I think everyone is unique. And I find these things really fascinating because I think God is really unique. And like I said, in the way that he approaches each individual person. And I feel like he almost tailors himself to relate to you, which I think is one of my favorite characteristics about him. Um, But for me, there was a very real change in my life that took place in this time. I began, I actually left that night and went straight to my friend's house. And I was like, dude, 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 let me tell you about what just happened. You know, because this was such an important thing for me because you know, up until this point, church was like a culture. I mean, like I said, I had faith. I believed you know, I was saved at the age of eight and I was probably saved again at the age of 13 when I kind of knew a little bit more about what was going on. But, you know, it's like I believed I would never I would have considered myself a believer this whole time, you know, but this was different. This was an experience. This was God as a person becoming a reality to me in my life. And that was a game changer. The result of this was, you know, they say like, you'll know a a tree by its fruit, right? So let's talk about the fruit. The result of this was, A, I went to my friend and talked about it immediately. I shared this experience immediately. B, I went home back to my apartment and I started reading my Bible. I started in the New Testament and I just started reading. I consumed the entire New Testament Bible in a matter of probably two weeks, you know, and not that I hadn't read my Bible. I mean, I did... Sunday school, Bible studies, all these things, you know, uh, in high school, we would do like reading plans and things of that nature. So I had read my Bible, but I had never really just sat down and said, I, you know, start to finish. I'm just going to read it. Things were different. You guys stuff started to make sense to me. Uh, reading it in that way, I think was really helpful just from a practical standpoint, actually just going through the story of the Bible 
made things just line up a lot more than they had before. But I understood things. I saw things. Things made sense to me that didn't make sense to me before. That's supernatural, you guys. Uh, You know, to me, that's supernatural. Like something that I could not comprehend before, I was now comprehending. And so that fueled the desire to keep reading. And I kept reading and I kept reading and I went all the way through the New Testament. And I was, I remember just, I finished Revelation. Not that I understood everything, but I understood a lot more than I had before. And I just remember being like, this is amazing. I didn't know this was all here. I didn't know that the Bible said all these things. And from there, I probably... I started over with the New Testament and then, sorry, the Old Testament, and I read through the entire Old Testament. Uh, that one took a little bit longer. That was probably closer to like five or six months to finish reading through the Old Testament, uh, you know, and I didn't understand everything. There's a lot more information there, especially when you get into uh, the prophetic stuff and the poetry and all these things, uh, the symbolism that start coming to life. These things take study, but even still, uh, being the naive little Bible studier that I was at this point, things were still making more sense. I still began to see more and more things and things started coming to life. And I think that's where a passion for this podcast actually began because I saw things that no one had talked about before. Like I remember reading and look, this is going to be a very generic thing to some of you guys, but I remember years ago reading through Genesis and you get to chapter six and you're like, wait, what? What did that just say? That just, hold on. That said that angels had children with women and those children were giants. Hold up. Like that is, for so many of us, you know, like I said, if if that's something that's familiar to you, like we all know, like that is such a point where all of us start this journey of faith and fringe at the same time. I think that is probably the best summarization of the concept right there. And without a doubt, we will go there. And there's plenty of people that do go there. There's great resources out there, but there's so much more than that. You know, and even in Genesis before that, there's so much more than that. And it just, it just goes and it goes and it goes. But understanding even that one idea puts the whole Bible into a framework I don't, maybe not a framework because I don't want to say like, this is the container that holds the rest of the Bible, but this thread, this concept is so integral to understanding what happens all the way through the book of revelation. Like if you don't understand what happens in Genesis, you are going to be lost all the way till revelation on so many concepts. And again, those are the things that I would like to get into, which I guess kind of answers the last question. Why a podcast? Well, that's it. We need a place where we can discuss these things. I, you know, I'm not interested in this hard, rigid theology that claims to know everything. And I am not a person that is claiming to know everything either. What I am is a guy who is just asking questions and wanting to have a discussion with people that also have questions. This is how we grow. This is how we change. This is how we find new revelation, guys, and we need it. Okay, so let's go there. Let's not be afraid, right? Let's ask these questions. Let's create an environment where other people can ask questions. Let's do it together. That's my hope 
is that maybe along the way here, we can all learn something. It's not like I'm creating a podcast to be like, hey, let me tell you how to think. Let me tell you what the truth is, okay? No, I'm going to say, hey, look, here's what I've learned, guys. What have you learned? And we'll come together and we'll share these ideas and we'll have these discussions. You know, it's not going to be me every week. Uh, It's my intention to bring on guests on this show that are smarter than me and, you know, maybe have done a little bit more of the legwork. Um, and they have like the letters after their name, you know, to prove it. Uh, I don't have any letters after my name. Uh, I do have a diploma in theology for what it's worth. I did go to seminary, but uh, you know, some of these experts in their field, I want to bring them on and I want you guys to have a chance to hear professionals talk about some of these things so that you realize it's just not me coming up with these things. And these aren't just ideas that are rolling around in my head. These are things that the church and the community of faith at large are starting to talk about. You know, it's so much more common now than it was even 10 or 15 years ago and definitely more common than it was 20 years ago. Things have changed pretty rapidly uh, over the past two decades when it comes to the topics in the church and the things that are discussed, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the internet, right? Like we have so many more study and resource tools at our disposal that this information is so much more accessible. The Bible apps on my phone now are unbelievable. I mean that I can hold a word and I get either the Greek or the Hebrew and all the uses of that word, all of the other words that stem from that word or what the root words are all on my phone, man, that is unbelievable. And that was not a reality until very recently in the grand scheme of things. So I think that's why we're starting to see more and more people have conversations like this. And so let's be a platform for that. You guys, I hope that interests you. I hope that excites you. It excites me. Uh, I can't wait to see where this goes, this wild, wild journey that is faith and walking with God. Look, God's kingdom is not something boring. God's kingdom is something very exciting, pretty wild, to be honest with you, and full of mystery, okay? And that might be a buzzword, and that might be something that concerns some people, but mystery is something that God invites us into. Paul says, I, you know, he considered himself a steward of the mysteries of God, you know, and, you know, the proverb says that it is God's wisdom to conceal a matter or to hide a thing. And it is the glory of Kings to seek them out. Guys, let's seek them out. Let's do it together. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. There's going to be a lot of content coming your way. Stay tuned follow along on social media. There's a Twitter account, Faith and Fringe. Uh, I'm on Instagram, F-A-F podcast. And there's the Facebook group. Engage, uh, comment, and join the discussion, guys. Join the community. Let's do it together. You're not alone. Don't let anybody convince you that you are alone. You're not weird. Maybe you are, but so am I. Let's be weird together. Thank you so much, guys. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome week. I'll see you next time. Peace.